So I feel like with our generation and generations above us, obviously I can't speak on behalf of the lower generation or the younger generation, as it were, mm-hmm. uh, because I'm because I'm not them. Um, but we were always taught this idea of you go to school, you work hard, you get good grades, you then go to college and do your A-levels and get good grades, and then you go to university and get good grades, you graduate from <laughs> university and you get a really good job, and then you stay in that job for you know (laughs) ever until your retirement age and then whilst in that job you might go through the ranks and promote and whatnot and I just have to say like that is the biggest load of bullshit that I think I've ever been taught she dropped the bullshit bomb (laughs) she did because the thing is yeah I did go to school and I did get good grades and I did do my A-levels and I did get good grades and I did go to uni and I did get good grades Mm. but you know what dear listeners I have been in a multitude of jobs in a multitude of industries ever since then and it's difficult when you are reminded societally if that's even a real word that actually where's your career like what's what do you do for a career and I think it's so fascinating that when we meet new people we kind of it's one of the first things you say isn't it like oh what do you do Mm. and now Pips I know that you'll agree with me on this front so for those of you that are just joining for the very first time welcome firstly Pippa and I are both performers we have our background in performance ever since we were knee-hard or a grasshopper and what that means is that as performers from now I know you won't mind me saying this Pippa Mm. from working class backgrounds Mm. we've had to support ourselves through our studies through life and what that means is you've done a plethora big word a plethora of jobs to support ourselves Uh uh-huh I have worked in McDonald's I have worked in golf clubs in sports stadiums in retail shops in some really corporate (laughs) corporate worlds (laughs) as as temps and it's that really difficult thing of realizing and it's something that I've sort of been struggling with of late since I sort of surpassed the age of 30 I've been having this difficulty with I don't have a career Mm -hmm. and I think that I'm surrounded I'm surrounded by a mix of people I'm I'm incredibly grateful for that Mm. but I find myself in a position where it's knocking me for six if I'm honest with you this notion that I I just don't have a career Mm -hmm. when people say to me oh what do you do it's like well I am I have my current like my nine to five job I call sort of my rent job Mm -hmm. that I sort of fell into accidentally but it pays the bills so I'm still here Mm. and then I'm a performer and that's that's a job and then I you know have my online health and well-being business like that's also another source of income for me and it's like what well, I don't know. What, what's your experience with that situation, Pips? Like, because I know that we've got a similar sort of 
situation how do you address that what do you do oh it's tricky isn't it I always want to be like well I I breathe and I like to go for long walks and I, I enjoy like films read. and reading <laughs> books about, you know, geometry and that's not me. But anyway, yeah, I always wanted to answer that question by not answering that question to make a point mm. of how stupid that question is. But like you say, sometimes in society you have to play the game. Um, mm. Yeah, I, to be honest, like for a long before we started recording this dear listeners we were talking a little bit about imposter syndrome and things um but I found that when I graduated before I went to drama school I always really struggled with that question but Mm -hmm. I was able to like luckily I wasn't asked it that often um I wasn't going to networking events and stuff and I was around people that got the industry I was in I was working in the gambling industry as quite a, a a high up host in my field um and really enjoying it so I just would say and and I was young enough to not really care when I'd say I work at Mecca Bingo people go oh what call in the numbers yeah call in the numbers and it's the best job I've had in my whole life and that was fine but still I think if I was at that you know this age and saying that and people were doing that I'd probably get a bit peeved but um yeah I kind of didn't really mind too much but when I graduated drama school and people asked me what I'd do I used to struggle at first saying I'm an actor do you know, yeah. it was like this kind of imposter syndrome. So although I knew what my career was, so I'm kind of saying something different to what you were saying, like you, you kind of feel like you, you weren't sure how to how to answer that question. I was like, I know how to answer it, but I feel like I'm a liar when I say it. Mm-hmm. It's a creative thing. Like it's a subjective industry. All arts are subjective to preference and what you like and dislike, you know. So for a really long time but it was actually on my graduation ceremony so this was a few months after actually leaving the school um my best friend at the time was working in um I think she was still working in banking actually but we were very much chalk and cheese like she had no she used to do amdram with me but she had no performance background or acumen or whatnot and um yeah she when she was in my network she made a point of saying that she was around all these actors and she didn't know how to like everyone kept asking her what she was doing and she felt uncomfortable saying that she wasn't in the creative field, um, mm. which was interesting. I was like, oh my God, absolutely not. Like you're probably on a higher salary than everyone in this room. <laughs> like, <laughs> just say what you do, like own it. I'm learning to own the fact that I'm an actor. So like, but that was a, a learning curve for me and a really interesting moment. Cause I was like, wow, even someone, depends what situation you're in. Like she was in a situation where I was in my element and she felt uncomfortable saying what she did for a living. Yeah. When I was in her environment, um, I'd normally feel uncomfortable saying that I'm an actor, you know, because people have all these assumptions and judgments and stuff, myself included. So, yeah, I mean, I think I've kind of gone around about answering your question, but those are kind of moments in my life where I've realised that question is 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 subjective as well. It is yeah. um, dependent. You'll answer it differently dependent on your audience. Um, and I think... I, I personally try not to ask it to many people anymore. Yeah. Because I don't care. I ask them, <laughs> um, I, I ask them what they're all about. I'll say, what are you all about? What do you spend your time doing that you're passionate about? Like I really mm-hmm. do try and ask that because I do meet a lot of new people in my line of work um, and some that look up to me. I don't want them to feel uncomfortable telling me they have a, a normal job or, or, or feel uncomfortable saying um, when I ask them, what do you do for a living? Oh, I work at, 
Nando's, but I really want to be an actor. Do you know what I mean? Because that's yeah. so many, and there's nothing wrong with that, by the way. Like I'd work at Nando's tomorrow if I had to. But but people, people I think have they get worried when you when they hear that question, especially creatives. And I think it 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 doesn't help. So yeah. Did I answer your question? Did I go around about the houses? I think I did. But... No, I, th- I think <laughs> that you opened up some, and this is the beautiful thing about asking questions and, and exploring it is that actually you might pick up something else. And mm. I think that you're you're very right. Obviously, we can only speak from the perspective of our own experience, as we mm. always do, and from our own sort of backgrounds and careers. There are people out there who are like, at the age of seven go I want to be a doctor and so pursue that avenue yeah. and and become doctors and and that's it and you know or hairdressers or firemen or mm. whatever fire women sorry fire people fire people oh. <laughs> um but it, it's kind of this idea that I mean I don't know dear listeners are, are any of you in this sort of thought process irregardless of your age are you in this process where Mm. you don't feel like you identify with a certain career Mm. and so when asked this question um don't know how to answer it and I think to you know for some uh personal context Mm. for me I am in a position where I have like I said I've worked in a a plethora of of roles and industries and uh, that's been great in one respect because I have acquired Mm. experience um, skills a lot of transferable skills as Mm. well um, which yes whilst I may not have worked in certain industries before the skills I have acquired in other industries I can sort of you know well do exactly what it says on the tin yeah transfer them <laughs> into there are obviously some things that I can't do because I don't have certain qualifications or experience I, I certainly couldn't walk into an operating theater tomorrow and do anything in that room uh, yeah. because I, I'm certainly not qualified for that but I think that we are um you know I see it somewhat with the with the younger generation but I feel like our generation needs to kind of get out of this idea of and I love that you don't ask people what they do for a living Mm, like mm. because there are a lot of people for whatever reason don't like to answer that question Mm. maybe they don't enjoy their job maybe they think that their job doesn't actually align with who they are as people Mm. or their values perhaps you know it's it's a a difficult situation for them to talk about um Mm. maybe they just went for a promotion and didn't get it actually when they meet you they don't want to talk about what they do for a Mm. job some people have jobs so stressful and so intense that when they leave the office or their work environment whatever it may be I don't want to talk about that. Yeah. Why are we so concerned with asking someone, what do you do for money? Because mm. that mm. essentially is what it is. And, and it's yeah. also a def- definition of who you are, I think. Like it is literally a job title. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, and but they all have connotations and they all have um ulterior meanings in different Mm. people's minds like if I said to my mum I'm an actor she's going to think I do something very different to what you know Jenny Stevens at Bristol Vic Theatre School knows I do for a living do you know what I mean they've got two different experiences of what it is to be an actor so so it's 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 also that and I think when people give you like I remember oh I remember when I was meeting people in London all the time and I'm like what what do you do you know this was back in the day when when I did meet people and they'd say like this big long job title 
or even my best friends, you know, they're like, oh, I'm the marketing manager for the acquisitions development team in retail. And, you know, they don't mean anything. <laughs> like, what do they even mean? I just, I remember thinking like, they get so convoluted and so long-winded that I don't actually, it doesn't mean anything to me anymore. And I kind of <sighs> realized that it's all bullshit quite yeah. quickly. Like it is just a self, not a self-importance thing, but obviously your employers want to make you feel important. So they're like, oh yeah, put head off in front of yeah. it if you want to, or the manager of yeah. or the team lead, you know. Director. So, yeah. And I, I think that's, oh, that's something else that just kind of, sorry, that just flagged up for, for me what you were saying then. I just feel like there is so much, um, subliminal messaging through the not subliminal messaging but but trying to promote oneself through these job titles and say mm-hmm. you know if, if you and obviously I'm saying be proud if you're proud of your job title and then like say it and use it um but I think it's important to have an awareness it doesn't mean all that to everyone um and I think yeah it's it's so I just keep thinking of the word bullshit <laughs> literally and that's why I adopted it so early yeah it's just fluff isn't it it really is and obviously you know dear listeners we're not taking away from any achievements that you have made but but ultimately those achievements don't define who you truly 100% are as a person Mm. like I know I can see in the reactions of people like I say what I do for a living and they automatically assume so context dear listeners I work for a charity and I know that when I say that people assume Mm. that I am a certain type of person I do a certain type of thing and I'm like you don't know what is actually involved in my day-to-day work and actually I don't identify with a lot of I certainly don't identify with my job title I don't identify with a lot of the things I have to do um and 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 that's why it's a struggle and I'm just like and I I I will always just say I work for a charity I don't go into this sort of like oh I did this at the charity because yeah it's it's difficult isn't it and I think that we really need to stop asking people Mm. what do you do for money so and I love that you always say like what keeps you busy Mm. because what, what, you... what, what are you passionate about yeah is one of the other things because like why would I want to talk to you when you're talking about something you hate like I I'm so not about that like I'd rather talk to people about something they're really intrigued and excited by yeah um, I'd rather see you at your best and most enlightened and happiest than allow you to go on a rant about how crap work is you know what I mean <laughs> like a stranger Absolutely. if this was someone yeah. I know at a networking event or something um I've got a question for you do you find that when like I'm assuming you've been asked this fairly recently by people perhaps but when someone is like what do you do and you say I work for a charity do you have you had much variation of people then asking about that in more depth or do people just kind of go ah and switch off or do you find they glaze over and you see them start thinking about all the judgments like oh charity sector means that 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 like how do you what kind of reactions do you find you get, would you say? I have a mix. So there are some people that are just like, oh, okay, yeah. and Because because I do mix, uh, sorry, I do meet a mixture of people. Mm. And uh, so I get a mix like, oh, okay. Yeah. And then the conversation moves on. Sometimes I say yeah. I work for the charity of a hospital, which after the past two years, people are sort of 
I, I don't know if they know what to say there and they're like um okay and then I do get those sort of um further probings I don't particularly like to talk about my job outside mm. of work because that's it doesn't Mm. define who I am as a person actually I've got a lot more to to bring to the table than mm. what I do for it essentially yeah. what I do to pay my rent and bills um mm. so, so I do get a mixture um and it, I think as well with and dear listeners perhaps you can relate to this when you say what you do it's some people automatically assume that they know what yeah. you're doing it's like if you were um I don't know uh, if okay so use your example if you're an actor they're like oh okay so you um learn scripts and um get paid to repeat the words that you have learned either on stage or screen it's like there is so much more involved in being an actor than that you know what the sad thing is though people don't I don't think I've ever had anyone understand that bit they always normally say oh so are you a waiter what else do you do then you must be doing something uh... else or um oh what's the other one it's not it's just a, oh have I seen you in anything would I oh my god I hate that telly? question and it's like ah like I, but th- like you say I suppose like similar to what you said there is so much more to it than that and it is mm-hmm. it does just show a narrow-mindedness and, a, and and just a lack of understanding is people don't know um, yeah. of what it is that it entails and what it, it does um, yeah and I think do you find that Obviously, if you say, do you find that you try to bat away that question? Then, like, if they do say, and you go, oh, I work for a charity, do you quickly change the subject yourself, or do you um, turn it onto them? Like, but what do you do, or what what do you say? Like, do you find that you are? Because I'm just thinking back to like imposter syndrome, me not wanting to say I was an actor, I just kind of like downplay myself and then change the subject personally I wondered if you do that now if I'm honest with you I sort of I changed the order in which I lead with things I've already mentioned that I do a a combination of things as do you and depending on who I'm talking to depends on what I lead with Mm. um it also depends on how long I want to stay on that topic of conversation I think what do you do is very much in the same category of how are you in that it's something that perhaps you don't really it's kind of just one of those um uh what's the word it's like an automatic phrase that just Mm. comes out hello how are you well nice to meet you what do you do and it's like I don't really want to discuss that I want to know what you think about you know the state of the current climate or (laughs) maybe not that deep but I want to know if say if I've met you at uh, a friend's party like what how do you know these people like it, there's so mm. much more than just oh what do you do mm. for a living like it, mm. and like I say it's some people and I find that this is particularly prominent amongst women perhaps I am wrong but I do mm. find it particularly prominent against women that we somehow You, there is a situation I have been in it myself a couple of times where yeah, you yeah. you need a source of income to support extra or or sort of your your dreams um mm. what the things that you're really passionate about there is no denying that if you do want to pursue a career in arts um 
that isn't always for some people it is but it's not always a continual stream of income so perhaps Mm. you do want to support that I don't know what your situation is but for me when I've been in those situations I've wanted to support my um, income so I didn't have to worry about will I be able to pay xyz this yeah yeah I do find that um so I had a had a mixture of things I found however that I've sort of accidentally quite accidentally fallen into um jobs be it through uh camping or recommendations etc etc and during that time my personal circumstances have changed yeah or um the climate uh, the, the arts climate has perhaps changed mm-hmm. as it always does and so actually I've clung on to those jobs that were only meant to be temporary longer than I had planned to because the truth of the matter is I live in London and it ain't getting cheaper out here Mm. Um, and you do panic and you do think my goodness I have to I have to do this and then it's like I'm here now I'm kind of expected to uh, stay I'm kind of expected to adhere to this idea that I'm now building my career and perhaps actually I'll just put this dream and these um, passions of mine on the back burner and and I'll actually Mm. you know have a quote-unquote proper job Um, because when you are talking to you know perhaps your elders or uh, people who did follow that that route of education through to job career forevermore um and it's kind of then that struggle like I like I mentioned I'm now in a position where I'm like I don't have a career I've got a lot Mm. of experience and I'm very Mm. good at a lot of things Mm. but I don't have a career and it's like is now too late to start and I think it's so important that we remember that we know for firstly and that we remember it is never too late to start something new Mm -hmm. if I turned around tomorrow and decided actually I really want to be a midwife Mm -hmm. I can go and study and train and become a midwife Mm. um there are some things that perhaps have um you know there is a longer period of um training and qualifying to do that but ultimately it's never too late to start something I think that's what we must remember um and it's kind of like I mean I don't know if if you've been in this situation or dear listeners if you've been in this situation where you sort of go but what is it that I can actually do Mm. you know do you ever question like Mm. but what can I actually what are my skills good for in the in this do you mean like in that sense like as in like what am I as in like the kind of like oh what can I even do like can I actually do anything kind of way do you mean or do you mean like no what can I do I'm just checking like in what way you're asking that is it Um, do you have those moments of despair where you're like what if you haven't nailed your career yet do you know what I mean is it yeah that, it's it's yeah. more that it's more than moments of despair and, yeah, and okay. I'm only talking about this because it's something that I've I'm literally going through this at the moment of like but what actually is it mm. yes I've had a lot of experience but what does that um 
translate into and this is the thing though it bothers me that you have to find a way to 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 say that and put it in a box Mm. Nikita because the thing is like I was saying to Nikita before we started this podcast like I saw her again in person for the first time like the other week like you have such a brilliant energy you're a beautiful person inside and out you know like how to make people feel important and special and communicate clearly like these are the key things that human beings need to be able to do and yet so many people can't do them and on top of that you've got other skills like computer skills and all these other you know all the other stuff that you've learned and it kind of peeves me off that you feel like you have to find that box to put yourself in Mm. to move forward and feel valued because you and and I get it because I I, I'm in the same thing like you know I'm an actor I have worked loads of different jobs I've worked in offices and I've worked in retail and I've worked night shifts and I've worked in gambling I've done all sorts of stuff um but yet there is despite the fact our society is not a box even though we do put people in boxes even though we're not really a cookie cutter society if you think about it you know when you finish work if you're a mother of five you don't just stay in work mode and not do that you become the mother when you get through the door you become you know whoever you are after they all go to bed you're back to you know we are a very multifaceted um thing as a human being we have lots of different hats that we have to put on every single day Mm. and yet for some reason there's still this sense of I need to um and I'm not sorry, I'm not trying to put words in your mouth here, Nikita, but I think so no, many people like graduates and, and people who are younger maybe do feel like they need to put themselves in a box so that people get them or like mm. you can you can find the job that's right for you because you can just list that criteria of skills. But yeah, like is, you're probably overqualified for half the jobs you're going to be like applying for moving forward. But because you can't maybe put it in the writing in that little box it's gonna you know be held against you maybe or, or not help but I, I don't sorry I don't I feel like I'm being a bit of a negative Nancy here but I'm I'm, no, not I'm at frustrated all. I'm frustrated that you feel that way because I see how much you have to offer and how much you have within you that any any business in like literally marketing or charity sector or whatever should be snapping you up because you're a person who is good with people and if that ain't what business is all about and this human race and life is all about I don't know what is um sorry I just had a rant there boom (laughs) I like it I feel like that's a proper mic drop moment and actually for from a um not I don't know selfish perspective but not selfish in a negative way but thank you I needed to hear that You're welcome. and I think dear listeners like you know maybe you needed to hear that too and and whilst Pippa was yes. okay talking about me like put your own name in there instead of my name put your name in there and it's so true like why do we feel like we have to put ourselves into a box like I'm not going to fit into a box I'm sorry I'm small but I I need to move I can't sit in a box all this time like and you're so right it's like how do I because the thing is you do have to play the game at at points and sometimes it's just really difficult and you're like I don't want to play your game I want to play another game and I think that my my biggest piece of advice to you would be I think it's really important that we all take ownership of who we are as people and be so solid in that knowledge. And I don't mean this isn't now me talking about job job wise. This is me mm. talking about you as a person. Like mm. 
because the thing is as a person I know exactly who I am I know what I can do and I know what I um want to want to do in life and stuff but sometimes when it then comes into translating that just me as a person translating Mm. that into these environments of work it can be quite difficult so what I would say suggest to you as an exercise take the idea of work out take Mm -hmm. the idea of a career out put that Mm. all to one side just focus on who you are as a person list your skills not skills related to a job but just skills as a person list your interests and I don't mean interests like I like going for long walks on the beach but interests is like what are you what really gets you going you you know what really fires you up maybe you do like going for long walks on the beach is it then nature that you like is it you know is it the environment that you like like really think about who you are as a person what is your essence what is that thing about you that only you have like who what makes you you and then when you know that information then you can start to think if that's who I am as a person what can I then contribute to the environment in which I want to build a career in or I want to work in but you must be so sure because the thing is if you are changing your career later on I I hate that later Mm, on mm. Jesus we're only in our 30s but if you're doing it in your 40s in your 50s like these people you're taking a risk you're taking a risk Mm. in any in any um stage of life when you're applying for a job you are taking a risk I'm nodding profusely here literally (laughs) you're taking a risk and the thing is so are the people that are doing the hiring they're also taking a risk so you need to be so sure of who you are as a person and why they should the person hiring why they should take that risk if you're if you yourself are not willing to take the risk get out of that situation because it's not for you you've got to be so certain like yeah I am going to do it and you should do it too and this is exactly why okay so maybe you don't have um educational qualifications or maybe it's something you've never done before but you could say this is who I am as a person this is what I can contribute to you what can you contribute to me because this is another thing that I think people fall into the trap of it's a two-way street Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I've said this so much over the last few days. I've been helping out with recalls at my old drama school. And I'm glad that the artistic director said this as well, but it's an audition for both people, for both parties. And I coach this to my acting students. If you're going into an audition room, you are judging them. Do you want to spend your time, which is precious, with these people? If they are dickheads, why the hell would you want that job? I, it's and I tell you what it's so empowering when you go up for something and actually the ball's in your court and even if they offer you know it's not right for you because yeah. they're not your kind of people I've had that happen before and I was like Do you know what I I don't care about the outcome because I would not take this they yeah. are not my people I do not want to be sat in a room with them for six months putting on a play not happening so you know it is a really empowering thing and something I'm really glad you've said Nikita because I do think often there is this mentality of oh, I'll take whatever I can get or mm-hmm. oh, I hope they like me 
fuck that. Will they, will, will you like them? Yeah. Will you like to work with them? Have you got um, what they want? And do you want to give it to them? Yeah. <laughs> do you want to share that with them? You know, so I, I'm glad you said that because that's something that really gets me fired up. Reminding it, people. It, yeah. To and it's so it. true. It really is. And I love that idea of like the ball is in your court. The ball is in your court in every single situation from when someone asks you what you do the ball's in your court as to whether you answer that question from when it goes to interviewing and being hired the ball is in your court as to actually do you want that job Mm -hmm. the ball is continually in your court do you want to change your career great ball's right there your like and it's about starting to take ownership over that and to really break free from these societal constraints that Mm. you must do a b c and that's what makes you successful do you know what makes you successful in my eyes your happiness are you happy are you living a fulfilled life that's success 